0: That's
1: the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right,
2: let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together.
1: You know why? Because we are ducks. And ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Whoa, is that all that's stopping you? I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Good afternoon. Or morning. Or evening. <laughs> Kevin is not here. So we're a two-man crew, but thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the Quack Attack podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Uh, Kevin is allegedly in New York doing something. Do you know about his whereabouts? I believe he's in the city. I don't know which part.
3: Um, I spoke to a, a source who says he should be back tomorrow. Oh. Um so I guess we can hear all about it over the weekend and then regale our listeners next week about Kevin's, uh, you know, quack attack pod lost in New York. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He's doing a live pod there, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we asked him if he was able to come on. He shut us down. So he's just all about New York right now. One other thing before we get going. A little fall to last week's episode. So Sean Weiss served 12 days in jail due to overcrowding. Gets out after 12 days. Five days after getting out, he's arrested on the Warner Brothers lot for possession of meth, according to TMZ. According to page six, he's now been sentenced to 90 days in jail. Um, No comment from his managers, according to these sources or anything like that. But it went from like kind of like, I don't know, meaningless, like petty theft to like. Something serious and sad. And we like Sean, so we hope he gets better. And he hope he gets the help he needs here. So hopefully Sean can recover from this. We're rooting for you, Sean. And with that, let's now move on to the topic at hand. Tommy, what is that topic today?
3: And so uh topic here is it's gonna be Bombay centered um really it's about how good of a recruiter is he um you know it it takes uh like a really good we know he's a great coach but you know it takes like kind of a really great personality to be a, a great recruiter and it's obviously a lot more than just getting all of the best players
1: yeah so we really see his recruiting in d1 obviously so he inherits the district 5 team Realizes he doesn't have the talent, immediately goes out and recruit. I wouldn't say immediately. First he tries to get him to cheat. And then he immediately goes out and recruits after that. Uh, first he goes to Tommy and Tammy Duncan. He goes with the figure skaters and tries to sort of cross them over. I mean, do you like this early move from Bombay? I think
3: Bombay recognizes that he does not have great skaters on his team. That's apparent from the first practice, their first game. And so it's kind of like, okay, you know, when you're uh, when you're a kid and if you're like, um, if you're playing soccer, if you're playing hockey, if you're playing football or basketball, um, if you like can run, if you're, if you're good conditioning, you can make up your lack of skill. And so the way I see it is if he can just get some skaters, he can probably teach them technique. Um, you know that way they're already he's already like taught them how to like he doesn't need to teach them how to skate he can you know basically have them at the same level the ducks already are except you know they already know how to skate like what do you think about that do you think it would be easier to teach them technique or easier to teach people how to skate
1: i've definitely technique i think figure skaters have a pretty good base there is a little difference between hockey skating and figure skating but that's a pretty good base to have yeah i do think Bombay realizes like no one's really gonna come to my team right now, so he's got to go outside the box. So he goes to it's, Tommy. It, and Danny. It's almost
3: like um like a basketball an incoming bass college basketball coach who just goes the JUCO route. Yeah, getting a bunch of JUCO kids to kind of bolster that team right off the bat, just because he knows, hey, I need someone who kind of has the experience. Their ceiling might not be that high, but I've got instant help.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I think he figures. At least Tommy and Tammy figure skating oh, nice. figures. Nice. No pun intended there, but I'll take it. Uh Tommy and Tammy, good skaters, can be contributors. Now there's some question about how much Tommy actually does here. Uh I think Tammy was a useful asset to the team.
3: It's like sometimes you'll see um like um uh, a brother or a teammate of like a really good recruit also getting recruited yeah. just to kinda get that person on the team or um like, coaches will recruit, like, girlfriends, if you will, of top mm-hmm. players. Like, if you've ever seen the um, ESPN 30 for 30 called Pony Excess about SMU football program, um, they talk about recruiting Craig James. Um, and one way that they got him to SMU was by recruiting his girlfriend. Um, and Craig James is a interesting dude. Look him up. <laughs> um, good football player. Um, yeah. A, a terrible run at the Senate in the state of Texas. He got walloped.
1: Yeah, an interesting post-playing career for Craig James. There's a lot of uh, rumors. Maybe we can get him on the pod. May-
3: maybe we can. Maybe we could address some of those rumors, yeah. which we're not going to go into right now. <laughs> but look up Craig James and, and Unfounded Rumors and see what you can find. Yeah, yeah. So If Kevin were here, he'd go right into it.
1: Yeah, that is a good point, though, about Tommy and Tammy, because... Yeah, Tommy might not be the greatest contributor, but it seems like just from Tommy and Tammy's early conversation when they're like, mom isn't going to like this. Yeah, Tammy
3: had got Tommy on board to bring Tammy. Exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, Speaking of mom isn't going to like this, Bombay apparently recruits these kids and puts them on his team without getting parental consent. I mean, we talked about this before, but is that a slick move or is that a shady move? What are the ethics boundaries here? Um... I think it's maybe a little bit of a combination
3: of both um you know it's it's tough i i think ethics say like they're obviously gonna have to sign some kind of like permission slip mm-hmm. so he knows like well maybe he knows like he get the kids all excited then like oh by the way your parents got to sign this so maybe that's the way he does it
1: yeah i think that's a good Way to put. It. I I was just thinking like early. It seemed like to me like oh he just put these kids on the team. But yeah, the parent would have to come in eventually and have to like drive these kids and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the parent's gonna know eventually. So yeah, that, that's a savvy move. Let them practice. Let them get excited and then and then he's yeah, like oh we've already parents. practiced
3: with the the team.
1: You know yeah. you can't. How are you not gonna sign the permission slip, mom? Yeah. All right. So. A good job just overall by Gordon Bombay here. Picks up two players on a team that definitely needs it. Then he goes and he's eyeing Fulton in Hansa sports shop. And then Fulton hits the van with a puck. And Bombay comes and tries to get him. Obviously tries to recruit him. But Fulton can't skate here. Is it still like no? not knowing what we know about Fulton and his extreme work ethic, work ethic, is it still worth it to put a guy on the team who could not skate at all? First off, do
3: you think Bombay and um, the driver, uh, Lewis, were in
1: that neighborhood looking for Fulton? Probably, yeah. Because it's very clear Bombay wants Fulton on his team from the first time he sees Fulton and he's like, who's that kid? And he's like, oh, he's a football player, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So... Yeah, it's very clear Bombay wants them. I and, like, I don't know where else they'd be going in that sort of, like, what seems like a rinky-dink neighborhood when you're Gordon Bombay. I imagine maybe
3: Bombay. Um Bombay maybe talked to Hans. It's like, what do you know about that Fulton kid? Mm-hmm. And then Han's was like, oh, he's a football star. He was like, you think – he probably, like, asked him, like, oh, have you seen him play? And Hans seems like the guy who, like, kind of supports the community. He's going out. He's watching, like, the Friday night football games or whatever. And so – Hans maybe like tells him is like, I think you could teach him how to play hockey, but that's all I really know. It's not like he can like Google and like find his coach and like call him because mm-hmm. he probably doesn't want to talk to his coach at all, actually. Cause like his coach will say,
1: like, hell no, you're not going to take my best football player. Yeah. So Bombay, again, kind of walking the line here. I feel like the good ethical thing to do would be to figure out where this kid comes from, talk to his coach and make sure everybody's like, but he gets them on the skates right away in the Mall of America, gets Fulton out there, and obviously he's got the good shot. But, like, I don't know. From from a District 5 standpoint, is it okay that he's just a specialist?
3: That's a good question. I think so, but I think also he is, like, intimidating. And, you know, who would have been the enforcer before you got Fulton on the team. Um, I don't know. Maybe Peter, but he's way too small. Yeah, Peter's too small. Peter is definitely scrappy. Yeah. yeah I, I like his uh his attitude, but maybe maybe Jesse, but he's kind of a hothead. Um so he he might cross the line a little bit. Um Giza, a lover, not a fighter.
1: Yeah. I would think it's Jesse. I think he's more than just like a strict enforcer, but yeah, yeah. I think Jesse is he's the a guy who would kind of
3: have to go and like if we need someone to throw a little muscle around there, yeah. he's a guy, and so I think Bombay recognizes like hey, I need some some pieces for this team,
1: hmm so he recognizes that I need an enforcer, this kid is big and intimidating, and we can use him in that role. Or is I that think, something that just happens,
3: I think. He, when he sees Fulton, then he's like, hey, you know, he might be good. Oh, plus he's an enforcer type. It's kind of like bargaining with himself like or rationalizing uh-huh. with himself.
1: Okay. Just some savvy moves by Bombay here now. It's he, like if
3: you recruit a guy who's going to be like a quarterback, but it turns out he's also like a great punter. You're just like, oh, great. Now we got an emergency punter if we need him or something like that. Or yeah, we could okay. do some like some trickeration.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Bombay has Tommy and Tammy. He gets Fulton. Next move is to play the technicality card on Banks. Obviously, Bank has, Banks has no choice. Bombay either forces him to quit or to join the Ducks. And then when Ducksworth and Riley and Phil Banks want to work out a deal with the league, Bombay says no. Uh, does he get any credit for that, those sort of backwaters moves as, as a recruiting effort? It's it's definitely slimy. Yeah. You know. He gets
3: a lot of credit because he assembled the team, basically. Yeah. But it's definitely slimy, especially because it's like you're taking him away from his friends, things like that.
1: Yeah, it's something we, we've talked about extensively, starting with episode one. Now, yeah, it's it's definitely slimy in a peewee league. And I wouldn't consider that sort of Bombay's recruiting efforts getting it done there. But does he get credit in terms of his recruiting for making sure Bomb or or sorry, Banks is fitting in with the team and eventually players start to like him? Does he get any credit for that? You know, it seems like he doesn't really do anything
3: to like make sure Banks assimilates into the team. Yeah, that's true. And I wonder if it's kind of like a, I've got to stand back and let him, like, kind of find his own way in this team. Because if you are just sitting there and being like, "Hey, guys, he's great," let's show him, like, a, give, give him a warm, hearty Ducks welcome. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna be like, "Who's this new coach's pet?" And even Charlie might be a little upset. He's like, "Hey, I'm, I thought Coach liked me the both the best." And so knowing that he can't really show kind of extra affection for Banks because he is obviously the the very best player, and then that, that might lead people to hate him even more. And it's like, "Hey, Banks just." Like, Bombay brought in Banks, this great player, and now he's like, you have to be nice to him. It's Mm -hmm. like, instead, maybe Bombay was like, okay, I gotta take a risk here and not force these guys to like him.
1: Oh, okay. So it was more of a, like, I'm gonna back off strategically move and let him figure it out, let the team figure it out themselves.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And maybe he presented to like an Averman or something like, hey, he should have been playing with you guys since the beginning. Yeah, it's he like, does say and he that. he does say, like, you guys were the ones who were cheated.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's not
3: like I went out and found a player because I thought you guys weren't good enough. But we all know that's true. You guys weren't good enough. But he's <laughs> not going to say
1: that. Yeah. Another savvy move by Bombay there, even if it doesn't necessarily reflect his recruiting efforts. Now, does he get any credit in D3 for bringing Charlie back to the team? I think it's a ton of credit bringing
3: Charlie back to the team as well is getting portman he gets really all the credit for portman um bringing charlie back to the team um i think he knew how to like get to him to tug at his heartstrings Mm -hmm. and you know you could argue that you know sometimes coach will be like hey i care about you as a person that's why i want you to be at my school whatever and so maybe that's what bombay was doing because like really like he wants the kids to succeed at this point it's not like he's going to coach the team Mm -hmm. um you could argue that the Ducks doing well at Eden Hall kind of boosts his credibility with U.S. hockey. And so maybe there is something where, like, hey, he was offered that job, but maybe it was like, kind of, hey, this team that Bombay brought up is actually really shitty. They're, like, <laughs> lost, like, almost lost to the Blake Bears. They're up 9 nothing. Maybe we should rethink our new development system or coach or whatever. So, but I think that's another, another case for maybe Bombay being a little bit sleazy, but he does get yeah. all the credit for bringing Charlie back. I mean... He shows up at his house. He's got the home visit. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly where to take him, exactly what to show him.
1: Yeah, that is the greatest, I think, recruiting effort by Bombay there, just because he does. He pulls at all the right moves for like if you listen to these college coaches or listen to these recruits talk about college coaches, especially in football. There's all these sort of tricks that the the coaches do. What's what's a what's a trick that you've heard of? Well, you got to get in with the mom. Mm-hmm. I think you get get in with the mom. And I think Bombay has a history with the mom. So I think that's a good <laughs> You might get in a little bit too close <laughs> with some of the moms. Exactly. So that's, that's a trick. Yeah. I mean, you just sort of, you get them there and you make them sort of picture it. So you see all these kids on social media posting pictures with like their helmets and the jerseys of the college team and all the gloves and gear. So I think Bombay comes out and does sort of does that when it when he takes them through the trophies and say, like, I told him you were the Minnesota Miracle Man. It's like I think he gets it in Charlie's head, he's Charlie starts picturing it. Oh yeah. That kind of stuff. So yeah, just a yeah, just a textbook move by Bombay there.
3: There's a speaking of coaching moves, um if the documentary Hoop Dreams is really good. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It uh, should have been nominated one Academy Award whenever that came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But anywho, uh, so it follows these two kids basically playing basketball in the inner city. Um, and one of them is much more highly regarded than the other. So the one that who's highly regarded, he's like going on a recruiting visit to Marquette. Mm-hmm. And so this is the 90s where they don't have like a ton of things like, oh, let's show us all these jerseys and helmets and take all these cool photos. It's like they had someone like come up with a fake recording of like a player hitting a game-winning shot yeah and so they're like listening to it together so it's like oh can you kind of like see this happening to you like they're making this call of you making the game-winning shot so that's what it kind of reminds me of yeah
1: bombay hooped dreams them there exactly great work great work by bombay now how much convincing do you think bombay does with portman to get him there and to basically rush him there for the jv varsity showdown um we we've talked before about portman kind of
3: being pretty loyal to his his team Mm -hmm. so i can imagine him kind of like maybe showing him some like photos like this is the varsity team and they're gonna destroy the ducks Mm -hmm. like they need you like these guys are like talking about like beating the shit out of them so i think he just kind of really plays to his emotions and it's like look school is not hard we'll help you out whatever but he just kind of gets portman riled up i bet to get him there
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think Again, there's a little personal motivation there. It's like it reflects well on Bombay that his former kids do well. Yeah,
3: exactly. And also, we talked about Portman being maybe some legal trouble, which is why he didn't go. Yeah. Um. And so Bombay is probably like, I'm gonna make this go away. You get to Eden Hall.
1: Yeah, that is true. We I don't remember what episode we talked about that. I'll put that in the show notes. But yeah, definitely some legal trouble going on there that Bombay figures out and then. Do you think he's part of the situation where Portman rushes to come in during the second period? Does he have any involvement in that? Or is that all Portman's doing, just trying, getting all fired up and just going there immediately? I think Bombay had everything to do with that. Okay.
3: Yeah. And even if he quote unquote didn't, he definitely like laid the path for that. Like making sure he got there. Be like, hey, there's a bus leaving now. You could potentially get there in the second period or something like that.
1: Yeah, you could definitely nudge Portman along in yeah. those situations. Although it wouldn't
3: surprise me if Bombay is like, hey, yeah, he's going to be there for the game, and then Portman like overslept.
1: <laughs> oh, so yeah, he was still supposed to be there for the start of the yeah. game, and then he's like, oh, yeah, got to go. Okay, so I think that's really all the recruiting efforts we see of Bombay in the three documentaries. Just overall, I mean, how would you rate him as a recruiter?
3: Let's see, I would, if we're going to rate out of a 10, I would probably give him an eight, maybe, maybe eight and a half. You know, he seems to kind of know what his team needs. Um, And recruiting is also recognizing people you can develop, like recognize that diamond in the rough. Um, And I guess he really did that with Fulton. Like we can obviously, obviously he's a great athlete, but Mm -hmm. here's a kid who couldn't skate. It's like you hear of like, elite basketball players who like didn't touch a basketball so they were like a sophomore in high school but someone like recognizes get this kid in the court and so i think that that might be his most impressive like seeing that diamond in the rough or whatever
1: yeah it's interesting because he's not able to do the whole thing where like we have a sucky team but we can recruit this five-star athlete to come like he needs to work the back channels there but yeah he does find some diamonds in the rough he does find some pieces that the Ducks do develop that are important. Cause I mean, you could argue without Tommy and Tammy and Fulton. I mean, who knows what happens to the Ducks there? They need Fulton to hit the game winner or the, I, yeah, the game winner against the Huskies to even make the playoffs. And really they it, Tammy to score the goal against the Cardinals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's that. Yeah. And then JV varsity showdown without. Charlie, obviously, you don't. Yeah, without
3: Charlie, ducks, I think, get run.
1: Yeah. And then it seemed like they were about to kind of the, the floodgates were about to open for the varsity before Portman comes on and changes the energy there. So Bombay, very responsible for the W there. Um, I would, yeah, I, I, I like the eight and eight and a half. I might go a little lower, just like maybe seven, just cause if he could have gotten, Banks or, or someone else, someone else, the five star, maybe he gets a ten or, or an eight or, or even like a, a four star, like a pretty good player to come yeah. play for the Ducks. I think that was the one piece on his. Find resume. someone
3: who actually has played hockey before. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's the one piece on his resume missing. But yeah, not a bad. I guess he, he knew he had to like recruit uniquely, though. It's like.
3: If you're uh, like a non-traditional basketball school or whatever, but you want to get good, mm-hmm. maybe you like go to Europe and just yeah. find some kids who don't know that like Central Michigan is not actually a really good <laughs> basketball school.
1: So, yeah, like St. Mary's always has like Australians and that's true. So, yeah, that is a good point. Maybe we just don't see kind of the full extent of his recruiting because he only was with the Ducks for a year and then it was Team USA and then it was he was gone off yeah. the... Well, also,
3: I guess you figure any kid who's good at hockey is already playing hockey, so it's not like he can like go get all of them off from other teams. Like yeah, the banks.
1: yeah, it would have been interesting to see how the team dynamic changed had Bombay been the coach the next year. Like, are all these kids coming over from?
3: Oh yeah, they're other moving teams. to like go live with their uncle so they yeah. can play on the Ducks. Exactly.
1: So that is that's sort of the one piece we're missing here in evaluating Bombay. But yeah, if he could do that, yeah, I'd definitely give him a ten. Yeah. So. There you go. Let us know how you feel about Gordon Bombay's recruiting efforts. TheQuackTech.com. You can go there contact us. Or Twitter at pod But right now, let's turn to this next round of QuackTech Trivia. Joining us now for the sixth matchup of this first round. This is a good one. We're getting into some, some heavy hitters here. So I'm excited about it. First of all, we have... 2016 Quiet Question of the Year winner at Jared Beasley, still in St. Louis. Jared, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great tonight. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now, we know you're a noted sandwich enthusiast. Have you eaten any good sandwiches recently?
2: I have. I've, I've been on a big kick of what I call a hot chicken sandwich where I I uh, cut up some chicken and I fry it in my own breading, and then toss it in buffalo sauce. Put it on a hoagie bun with some mozzarella cheese and bake it in the oven to melt the cheese. It's
1: delicious. Wow. wow, that sounds awesome. That that sounds delicious. I'm going to do that right now. Well, I guess after trivia. But anyway, are you going to make the same sandwich? I don't know if I can like coat it on my own. That's a lot of effort. I, I might are you just are just like, going to go buy like a
3: spicy chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A? <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> All right, Jared also had a child recently. Congrats on that, Jared. Thank you, thank you. And then uh, in the other corner, Will. Will, where are you calling from? Calling from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. What's the word in Chicago there?
0: Oh, is well here, man. I uh-huh. actually got a men's league hockey game tonight at eleven o'clock. All the kids get the good ice time. So yeah, all the. Get started playing at 11 o'clock at night.
1: Yes, I've been there. I know those days. What is your men's league team name?
0: Uh, we're the Crowns.
1: The Crowns, okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: but actually, I guess, I guess I'm playing for the Wolfpack tonight. I'm on two teams.
1: Um, oh. Very common occurrence in those men's leagues. All right. Yeah. What do you do in Chicago there?
0: Uh, I work for a liquor distributor. Shout out Breakthrough Beverage.
3: Shout out, Breakthrough Beverage. Are they willing to sponsor us?
0: We can, we can see if we can get some, uh, something in the works going.
1: Nice. I'm on the,
0: uh, the beer division, so Stone Craft beers. Oh, crap. Just Odell, Coronado, a bunch of them.
3: Well, we would definitely accept craft beers as sponsorship payment.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can get something in the works going.
1: All right, all right. Let's go into trivia to recap the rules for everybody and for the competitors. We have 14 total questions here, 14 total questions. First one to get four right wins. These are questions from all three films, all three documentaries, I should say. Uh, You buzz in, win your name. You can buzz in at any time. If you noticed last week, Brian buzzed in early. He was the first to sort of figure that out just a little hint for everyone else going on um
3: if you uh if you buzz in early and we haven't finished the question we will not continue reading the question that is so you know that is true you have to answer it as it is and
1: then the next person will get a chance to read have the full question how do
0: we buzz we just say our name
1: you say your name correct Just just say your name or you can pick a different name if you think your name is like if you have like a weak sort of consonant as your first name. If you want to you want it, something harder, you can pick a new name. It's uh there's some strategy to if that. I
2: got a two syllable I got a little bit longer name. Can I just say J? Exactly.
1: J. All right, yeah. So we got J and Will. All right. Um you'll have what like 5 seconds to answer. Yeah, 5
3: seconds give or take. And we'll tell you like time's up or something or we need an answer.
1: Yes. And anything close in terms of the buzzins, Tommy is the final word. Usually it's Tommy and Kevin. Kevin's not here. So Tommy has solely the final word. I'll have some input if needed. But I'm going to be focused on the questions here. Are you guys ready to go? Yep, yes. All right, all right. With that, question number one. What company does Les Averman work for?
0: Um, Jay. Okay, I got it.
1: Will. Uh Jay buzz in first.
0: I'm gonna say Mall of America. Incorrect. I'm gonna go with more specific AMC theaters.
1: Uh no,
3: you were you were on the right track. It was a, a fake theater. The answer is
1: General Cinema, which was a real movie company. It just oh, went really? out of business. Oh, yeah, it just that. went out of business. All right. <sighs> All right, moving on. Question two. Still have 13 questions to go here. All right, so we go D3, end of the JV Varsity Showdown. Charlie Conway passes the puck to Goldberg. How much time is left on the clock when Charlie passes to Goldberg? Jay. Jay.
2: Three seconds.
1: Correct. Jared's on the board. One, nothing. Jared, as we move on here. We go back. I guess for the first time, I guess we go to D1 here, and when the ducks are all looking at the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which one says, "Hey, gee, look, it's your mom."
0: Carp, Jay, or Will?
1: Okay,
3: I'll count it. Hold on a second. Sorry about
1: that. What just happened? Will said carp.
0: answer
1: instead of my name okay well carp is I, incorrect I, I carp, carp is incorrect so j jared
2: uh
3: peter
1: correct okay um
3: that's right yeah so it, it worked out in the end
1: yeah yeah i didn't I, I thought he was just yelling something else i didn't even realize he was you were yelling a name uh, well <laughs> you're just yeah. yelling to like buzz in but, all right
3: you can yell carp to buzz in for the rest if you want
0: Okay, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to.
1: <laughs> we'll accept carp. Okay. Alright. Two nothing, Jared Beasley, noted sandwich enthusiast. Question number four. What are the ducks writing on the board during detention?
0: Carp. Jay. Okay.
1: That would be carp, aka Will.
0: Okay, so they were I will not crack at the principal.
1: That is correct.
3: There we go. We got a game here, folks. Will is
1: on the board. Will is on the board as we go to question five here, going to D two. What was the final score of the USA first Trinidad and Tobago game? Jay. Jay. That sounded like Jay. Yes. Jay. US won nine to
2: two.
1: That is correct. That is correct. Jared is one question away here from moving on to the quarterfinals. On the other side, Will
3: is one question away from
1: elimination. That is true. That is true. That's how it <laughs> works, usually. Yeah. When one person yeah. wins, one person loses.
3: I was actually referencing a That's quote in, uh, in a movie that you may be familiar with.
1: The Money dies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I did not pick up on it. Yeah, another inch the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Oh, wow. I see. I get so focused on the questions here. I just... I'm just so focused there. I sort of miss everything else. Like, I missed the Angels in the Outfield quote on uh, Brian's Twitter account last week. I should have gotten that. That was embarrassing. I apologize to everyone, all the quiet lights out there for that. All right. Going to question six here. This could be the winner. So, I'll set the scene a little here, I guess. So, they, the Ducks are looking at Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. The Hawks come in take their magazines and then McGill from the Hawks levies an insult to Carp to get Carp angry and charge him. What does McGill say?
0: Carp. Will. So he goes, uh, he's, he's probably too busy with the mailman.
1: That is. He's
0: probably too busy with the mailman.
1: That is something that is said. It is not, not the word that gets Carp angry. Not the insult, oh,
3: yeah. hold on a second can we're, we're asking for the specific insult oh
0: okay, am I too late to answer that or, or?
3: um that's a good Jake. question uh, <laughs> um i'm gonna I'm gonna let will answer this one okay okay, that's correct, okay, this is controversial. I don't know okay. controversial all rulings are final
1: yeah okay. tommy is <laughs> Tommy is the final. <laughs> Right. answer here so we go to three to two all right this you could have
3: been more clear in explaining that so that's why i let will um you should have said what what insult did he call him
1: okay all right fair enough fair enough that's I mean, my fault I, I
0: could, it, it, to be fair i could not take the credit so it can still be three ones but just to keep me alive i mean and last, it's up to you guys
1: no we'll keep you alive it's more fun this okay. way especially if, if jared ends up losing then he'll be angry at us and it will be um, <laughs> it'll be a good storyline, yeah. especially for next year Yeah, it'll be a very good storyline Alright Question 7 Finish the Gordon Bombay line I say to the guy I usually defend heels like you You
0: uh, Will Muzzy Will skull face rat.
3: S- Can you say it one more time
0: You Muzzy skull face rat
1: Oh, we're gonna have to go to the judges i would say i would say incorrect okay jared do you have an answer here
2: can you repeat the first part of the quote i didn't hear all of
1: it i say to the guy i usually defend heels like you you
2: i i don't have a good guess i'm sorry
3: okay uh will was very close um the correct answer is scuzzy mole-faced rat. So you were close, but
1: because you got two of the... uh Yeah, you just switched up the words there, muzzy and skull-faced rat instead yeah. of muzzy or scuzzy. scuzzy. Okay. Yes, yes. So scuzzy mole-faced rat is the correct it answer. It is clear that Will is here to play, though. Yes, Will. Will yeah. is sort of the, I should have mentioned this earlier. Will is sort of the the reason that this is going on. He emailed and said he wants to play trivia and he feels like he could beat everybody. So uh, that is kind of got me. Yeah.
0: I love, I love the, I love the documentaries and uh, appreciate what you guys do.
1: Yeah. So that sort of got me thinking like, maybe we should put it all together. So then, and then we're here asking random questions. It's awesome. All right.
0: Phenomenal (laughs) question.
1: All right. Question eight, still three to two. For Jared Beasley here. What is the case Jane is working on while Bombay is reveling after beating Huddy in the court case? Nothing here. Five seconds. Alright. The correct answer is the Pearlstein project. The or, or two seconds, whatever. I was
3: given five seconds to log oh, in. Oh, I <laughs> thought you said like that was five seconds. No.
1: Oh. Whatever. Jeez. We need to work
3: on our communication.
1: Yeah, we do, we do. Alright, alright. Let's just move on. Would either one of you gotten that? No way. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. But he I know but he scored with the court reporter, so. <laughs> that's true. It's kind of, uh...
1: There you go. Alright. Question nine. What is the first song played during the ending credits of D one?
0: Will. Will. So this is a kind con- controversial question i must add because there's two songs that are played but it's winning it all and in some uh renditions of the film it's uh we are the champion
1: oh interesting
0: i've I've seen it on both ways like on tv sometimes it says winning it all by the outfield and then in some it's uh we will rock you rather like queen
1: well that is that's definitely correct yeah, we'll give it to. Him. I I was not aware of this controversy. I also was not
3: aware of that. Wow, I only thought it was "We Will Rock You."
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Or are we the champions? Well, honestly, it's "We Will Rock You" by, by Queen.
0: You should look into it, but I've seen both actually um, on TV whatever, for whatever reason.
1: Okay, so. I mean, you did eventually get "We Will Rock You," so I would give it to him. Is, what would what say you, Tommy? I would about? I would give it to him. So we are tied at three. Tied at three. Like I said, matchup of the heavy hitters here. This is exciting. We go to question 10 here, and I'm willing to bet this one is going to decide it here. Goes to D3. Which member of the varsity does Dwayne rope? Will. Okay. That's Will. Will. Cool. Correct. Wow wow that was that was uh the that closest the dog matchup dog. we've ever had that by was far
3: insane I've got goosebumps,
1: yeah this was uh I was <laughs> not expecting this really this, this would have been a great championship match, but unfortunately it was in the round of sixteen yeah it's tough it's tough it was tough really see I just went by quack questions only so I, some people just don't have quiet questions. Though. Like, well, Will, I don't think had any quiet questions that we answered, but obviously a trivia master. So the, the
3: committee did a poor job seating them is what you're saying.
1: Yes, and that committee was a committee of one. That was me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take full responsibility for putting the championship matchup in the first round here.
3: Um, I think Jared's fans are going to be sending some angry tweets and lots of petitions, things like that.
0: Is this going to be aired on the podcast or just like the championship?
1: No, this is this is going on the pod and you can revel in your victory here. So, wow. First of all, Jared, you deserved a better fate. You deserved a better fate. You put up a good fight. Uh, nothing to hang your head about here.
2: Yeah, I mean, what can I say? I know there's a couple of questions. I tried to get my name in quick and it just wasn't fast enough, especially for that last one and I I just got beat by a better trivia guy this time.
1: That's very uh, noble. Let me me ask you a question. So, this came up earlier. This came up earlier. We are talking to both of you on your phones here. Do you think there was an unfair delay, Jared, between us talking and you being able to buzz in? Do you think you were behind at all?
2: I mean, it's hard to really say because I don't know what you guys are hearing. I know... What I know I can tell when my voice, like when I spoke, I heard Will's voice after mine, but that doesn't mean that you guys didn't hear mine after his. So, I mean, I can't really say, you know, it's more about when you guys hear it. I I know there was twice that I said Jay before I heard Will, but you guys heard Will first. So that's ultimately what matters most.
1: Interesting. Interesting. We're going to have to review the tape here because we went exclusively to Skype after we had someone who ended up winning marsh ended up winning the i believe is the second match i mean he said hey like i was behind on some of these so i was like oh we'll go straight to skype but i I was wondering if we would go and and try it out again and see what happens well they
3: were both on phones or is beasley
1: on skype they're both on phones okay so yeah i mean if there's a complaint jerry if you have a complaint i think i think there there could be a I don't know, a wild card spot or something. I think you deserve that at the very least if you feel jobbed here. um, But enough about Jared. who Yeah, lost. enough about Jared. Will comes through with the victory. Uh, you move on to the quarterfinals. Um, don't know the matchups yet, obviously. Still have two more to go here. But I don't know, sometimes in the next month, two month and a half maybe. Well, Will, what do you have to say for yourself? Hey.
0: All I gotta say is, uh, you always gotta go for the W. Ain't that right, Frankie boy?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So, congratulations to Will, aka Carp. <laughs> Car- <laughs> yeah. That was a, I think that might have changed the game there. Just switching to the Carp move. Um, yeah. this was like, um, yeah, be- that kid
3: in the, the Bronx who reached over and, like, they, uh, in the '96 World Series, maybe it wasn't, where they were playing oh. the Braves. And he reached over, yeah. and it should have been fan interference, but they called it a home run, and the Yankees rallied to like win the series. Yeah, I
1: believe it was Jeffrey Meyer was the kid's name.
3: Yeah, so we, that's a Jeffrey yeah. Meyer moment. This is going to be on, uh, you know, ESPN Classic one day.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean,
0: it's the first year of the championship, you know, of the uh, the series, but it's definitely something that's going to be going down in the, in the record books.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this, is a, I I would say this was bar none the greatest match we had thus far. So. I think there was only one that we did that you guys did not get out of ten. No, that's not right. There's maybe two. Then I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go back. But congratulations to both. Yeah, congratulations to both of you. Um, you deserve to hang your heads high. I don't know if that 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 didn't make any sense. Like, what are you trying to say? That didn't make any sense. Hold your heads high. Hold your head high. Uh, as I said, we'll moving on. Jared, again, deserved a better fate, but, uh, nothing, nothing to be ashamed about. For us, com at quarkatechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us what your thoughts are on the controversy about this trivia challenge here.
3: Oh, let us know if you have like a good nickname for this controversy. Let us know that and tweet that at us because we'll we'll want to uh, reference this in like later episodes and we'll need a good name for it. That's
1: true. That's true. And remember, Ducks Fly Together. Ducks Fly Together.
0: Ducks Fly Together. Okay.